Hi, everyone. Melissa here. We are taking a little bit of a break, but we thought we would share an old episode that everybody seems to love. So I hope you enjoy this re-airing of one of our favorite topics, how to write about difficult stuff. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast about writing that tries to take it easy. I am Mary Mascari. And I'm Melissa Long. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mary. Here we are again. Here we are again. I don't know. I felt like singing. <laughs> That's a beautiful song. Is that an actual song? I think it's an actual melody of somebody else's song uh, with my own words. So it's probably a good thing that I didn't continue beyond. Two yeah, seconds. you know, I think it's a you are not alone thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you're it's you're inspired. It's not you're not stealing. You're being inspired. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's fine. So yeah, so this is our off week. Every other week we uh, talk about different things. So uh, on weeks we we uh, cover a particular topic. Off weeks we talk about a particular problem that either of us are having. But it's not just us. We're going to run out of problems. We're not that problematic. And so, dear listeners, we would like to hear your problems. If there's something you're struggling with, and in in the realm of writing, first of all, let's make that clear, because <laughs> I don't, we're not really very helpful in other we're things. You know, we're not an advice show. Um, but if there is something from a writing perspective that you would like us to talk about, a particular problem, um, because a lot of times I know I find that I'm looking for help, and it's like, no, this is it's this, it's this weird thing. I can't find anything that covers this. Um, let us know. You can email us at it's writing easy podcast at gmail, right? Yep. Yes. Or you can tweet to us, uh, writing easy pod, um, or writing easy podcast, depending on the username or the handle. Um, or I suppose you could probably message us through Instagram too, writing easy podcast. Yes. You can comment, you too. can DM, whatever. All of these things. You could slide into our DMs. Slide. <laughs> So yeah, so whatever problems you have, generally kind of speak about the emotional part of writing. You can talk about some of your craft stuff, but try not to be too specific. We don't want any spoilers on your great stuff, but uh, we want to hear from you. Yes. So hit us up. Hit us up with those problems. We'll see what we could do. But in the meantime, we're going to have to deal with our own problems. <laughs> don't we always? <laughs> Which there are plenty. <laughs> God knows. Melissa, it is your turn for the writing confessional. What's going on? Yeah, so I have a problem. Uh, I attended a session a few, well, I don't know, I guess like a month ago with um, one of the writers of Inside Out on Pix Pixar's movie, Ooh, um, Meg LaFauve. I believe I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, but she is an emotional guru. And one of the things that she talks about is how to make compelling characters, how to really infuse your stories with emotion. She's one of those people that gets pulled in on other projects to, um, you know, rewrite scenes to make them more emotionally compelling, especially after they've tested with an audience mm -hmm. and people are like, mm, I don't really like this person. Uh, she's that yeah. guru, fixer, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it got me thinking and sort of revisioning. I'm in this planning stage of, of my writing for a new project. And, you know, she mentioned that writing should be challenging, that it should, um, you should feel the emotion 
on the page. And if you don't feel it, if it doesn't make you a little bit uncomfortable, the audience can tell, the readers can tell, Mm. right? And that's what, when they say, oh, this really got me, this made me cry, this made me laugh, it's because you put real emotion from your own backstory, your own life, your own experiences into that work, even Mm. if they're not the same incident. So I've been playing around with that, but I'm, I'm writing some pretty intensive stories, one of which deals with a um, mass shooting, which is very traumatic, mm. very intense, a lot of grief. And I fortunately have not gone through that. But I found in both researching, outlining and writing the scenes, it is incredibly draining, right? And, and, and yeah. emotionally and physically draining to be in that space for an extended period of time, enough to complete um, you know, the scenes or the, or the project. And so I'm just struggling and like, how do I disconnect from that once I've written yeah. my work? How do I recharge? How do I not be depressed or anxious or, yeah. or suicide? Like, how do I focus and, and recharge myself as a writer so that I can continue to give my all when I'm actually engaging in the work? The thought that first came to my mind was my previous creative background, which was acting. That's what I trained as an actor in college and things like that. And in acting, a lot of times you have to use your own emotion. Now, there's that famous story between Laurence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman in Marathon Man, where they were doing different takes of the scenes. And Dustin Hoffman was doing all this work to get himself in the right emotional place because it was a it's an emotional scene. It's like it's the the tooth torture scene. It's like holy cow! And so every take, Dustin Hoffman had to take some time to really get himself there. And then the famous quote is that Laurence Olivier said to him, "Like, why don't you try acting, dear boy?" And I think that just highlights the difference between different styles, right? Some people use yourself, and I know I I trained to do that. I did some some amazing Meisner technique stuff where you you know, dredge up your own stuff and it and it takes you to some amazing places, but it's exhausting. Or some people just just pretend and it's fine. You know, it's different styles. But I one of the things we did talk about is okay, yeah, you're doing these performances and they're tough, especially in theater. Like if you're doing a really intense play, you're doing it every night, over and over. And the fiftieth one has to be as fresh as the first one. And how do you do that without going crazy? And you know there are there are healthy ways of doing it and unhealthy ways of doing it. Unhealthy ways usually, obviously, drugs and alcohol are not the best places to go. Uh, anything where you're trying to suppress it too hard. Helpful things are more like you know going out, be with your friends, consume something a little more positive. But a lot of times, what you find is that it's very therapeutic. You by you're dealing with this stuff and it makes you feel like you can handle it a little better. Right? It's it's almost as if you go through the the trying times and you come through it and you do a little better. So I guess maybe don't be afraid of it. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I, I feel like that's what a lot of other creatives have said <laughs> in terms of like mm-hmm. embrace it, don't hold back because you're afraid of going there, which I think mm-hmm. is, is very important. Um, I tend to believe that a lot of writers, a lot of actors and and entertainers in general, artists in general are like empaths, right? Like that they are, Mm -hmm. that we experience the emotion and pain and trauma and joy of others. And that's what allows us to create these amazing, authentic and um, powerful stories. 
and representations yeah. of emotion. That, like, that's what art is. So, like, yes, you have to go there. I just, I don't know. Like, I have been trying to watch really funny things. Like, there's certain things that I'm like, I cannot, I cannot watch this on TV. Like, or like, I take mm-hmm. an hour before I actually get ready to wind down and I have to, like, watch a sitcom or watch reality TV. I have to watch something that is going to completely yeah. disconnect me from where I've been for the last few hours um, and not get so consumed, especially when I'm doing the research. Cause that's, it's not just oh, the writing, yeah. but like reading like stories and articles and like knowing that this is based in truth, <laughs> things that are happening yeah. right now, like that can be really, really depressing. And when it's writing the story, you know, it's pretend, right. you know, you have control over it. You can separate yourself, but yeah, you're reading about this horrible stuff. Yeah, it can really take it out of you. Um, I guess you really you can't do it too much, right? Because if you drain yourself too much, you're no good to anybody. So you you have to take care of yourself first, even if you're going to go into a difficult place. You know, you think about people who help out in trauma, right? The people who are like they go into the first responders, they go into these terrible places and they help people. They deal with fatigue as well, and they have to stop and take care of themselves. Otherwise, they can't take care of the people they need to help. So you're kind of your own first responder to take care of yourself. Yeah, I need I need to put that like on the wall, like <laughs> your own first responder, you are the first responder, take care of yourself. Because um, it's really easy to get sucked in or especially when I'm used to like writing a lot. And like, mm-hmm. if I'm writing something that is not as emotional, I don't know, I wouldn't say emotionally compelling, but something that is not as, as upsetting. upsetting. Yes, this is, I mean, true yeah. tragedy stuff. Um, I can be in that world for hours upon hours and still want to be there. And this, like, I'm finding, like, I have to change my whole work style because I can't be in that space for, like, three or four or five hours at a time on a weekend when I have nothing to do but write. I have to break it up or... yeah. It's too overwhelming. Well, it's hard. You're doing something very di- – I mean, if you think about it, if you were doing something physically difficult, you would take breaks, right, to rest. I love that. You're doing something You're doing something psychologically difficult. you got to take a break. You know, and I, I, I wonder if some of the concern is not that you are feeling this way or that you're having difficulties stopping feeling this way, but maybe that you feel guilty that you're not able to do it longer or worried that – when you stop to take care of yourself, you're not going far enough or you're not, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's, that is my aha moment right there. That is, because <laughs> I think that is what's happening. I think there's, there's a certain amount of guilt for knowing that I can walk away. Yeah. From this um, and, and like have my distance and recharge when there are people out there who can't, this is their life and their every day. And then also, you know, wanting to give my all, but also knowing like, like, again, you got to put your air mask on first. You got to like take care of yourself first before to do justice to this work. And I love the idea of thinking about it in terms of um, something. I love the idea of thinking about it in terms of something physical because that's, I I think we should leave it in there. (laughs) Yeah. He's very, Hank is very upset about this. I know it's such an upsetting topic. (laughs) I know it is. Hold on. We'll take him out. At like three in the morning last night, my son was up, you know, just getting a snack because he's a night owl. And then 
he Hank heard him out there, and so he skips harf, harf, harf. I was like, shut <laughs> up, I'm tired. All right. I had a point that I was going to make about this, so let me just uh, get to it. Oh, okay, I got it, got it. Like, whenever I get anxious about something and I feel like uh, powerless about something or I worry about something, I do have anxiety. Therapy and medication help very much, but I can get to that point where I'm ruminating on something. And a lot of times when I ruminate on something, it's because I feel like if I stop, I'm not it's it's I'm like failing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you ought to be doing something. How dare you turn away from this? Yeah. And what I've had to do to not do that is to say, what is this doing? Like what how is this helping? This this right now, laying in bed, awake, worrying about XYZ, how is this solving the problem? And the answer is it isn't. Yep. It's just keeping me awake. Is staying awake going to make things better? No. Then go to sleep. You also are doing a lot of work to solve the problem by writing this. So you're when you take a break, that is part of the work of creating this story. Because if you can't, you won't finish it. And when it goes out, that's going to be very helpful. That's going to shine light onto the problem. It's going to help people who are going through it, help them feel like they're not alone. It's doing good work. And so you, it is up to you to make sure that you can finish that work and get it out there where it belongs. But if you wear yourself out before you get there, then it's all for nothing. Right. I, I love that. I think that is something that I'm going to put into practice <laughs> immediately. It's like just getting that perspective and um, allowing myself, like giving myself permission to step away and know that it is not a reflection of my humanity or my worth mm-hmm. or like uh, my compassion for you know the victims of these incidents it's really about doing justice to the the work and the story and you know bringing that to life in a way that needs all of me to be able to be there and yeah. be present and keeping your instrument in shape so that it can continue to do the work that's really important that will do something good which is, it's inspiring. It's, um, you know, I didn't initially set, like I was, I kind of wandered into this story um, mm-hmm. and it it's not intended to be really sort of political, but it kind of is. Um, but it's very interesting because I know like there's so much with like the Me Too movement and with like all of these different things. And I just like, I'm like, how do people do this? Like every day, all day. But it's also so important. Like this medium. They is don't so do it all day, every day. Yeah. You know, if people are, Doing this is like their job. They usually don't keep that job for very long, you know, right. just because you just can't hold on to it. You know, people who are uh, teachers in different difficult schools, right, like impoverished schools where it's very tough, they don't stay for 20 years because they just, they can't. And that's, there's nothing wrong with going, okay, I've done my time. It's someone else's turn. Yep. So you have to take care of yourself. And it occurred to me, we didn't say the quote this week, but it's really good. And so I'm going to bring it up now. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> it is from the absolutely delightful and wonderful Anne Lamott. Her book, Bird by Bird, is the best book to read when you feel like, oh, my God, I can't write. It's too hard. I just She does it with such humor and encouragement and reality. Yeah. Um, and her quote that I think is really uh, germane to this discussion is this. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. So, you know, control out, delete yourself, girl. You got to <laughs> try turning it off and turning it back on again. I'll do that. Does that work for like the world? <laughs> like to yes, just, like... it works for a lot of things. <laughs> I love it. I love her though. Her her book oh is amazing. God. So maybe I need to reread that. 
It's one that, that comes yeah. out every once in a while. I'm like, okay, time to pull this one out and read it again. Reset. Because when I start to read it, then I feel like writing. I get yeah. excited to write. Yeah. That's important. All right. Well, this was helpful. I, I feel like I I'm have so some- This little therapy session yeah, a little for mini you. This therapy is wonderful. session. <laughs> and so writers out there, our listeners, first of all, we'd love to hear from you about your own coping strategies for this. Do you write difficult material and what do you do to keep from going insane? Or if you work in a challenging field, you know, if you're also a, a paramedic or a, a EMT or ER nurse or something, or ER doctor, what do you do? We'd love to hear about that. So use our Twitter, use our um, Instagram. Tell us. We'd love to We'd love to hear from it. Um, I think that's pretty much going to do it for the day, huh? I think that's it. All right, guys. Remember, just keep writing. Everything's going to be okay. Writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm still not sure about that, that catchphrase. It's great. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I am Mary Mascari. And I'm Melissa Long. Bye, everybody. Bye.